I can't remember the lyrics as usual, but this is a bit of Queen. I'll tell you why. I'm introducing the Bromley Buzz with at least a bit of the beat from uh, We Will Rock You by Queen, because that's going to come on to one of uh, Zenat's buzzes, which we'll get to later. Anyway, my name is Darren Wheel of Intune PR, and I'm with Zenat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. And we are the presenting end of the Bromley Buzz team. We are indeed, and we are here at the Newman Flexible Workspace at Bromley North Station. Well, near Bromley North Station, should I say? Oh, never mind Bromley North Station. We're near to Grace Forty. That's much nicer. <laughs> now, yeah. now. A uh, cafe of choice. Now, you wouldn't have known about Grace Forty had I not introduced you to Grace Forty. I'm so glad you did. I introduced you to quite a few things. Likewise, you introduced me to a lot of things. This is a great partnership. Partnership made in heaven. Yep, uh, made in Bromley, in fact. Uh, in, yeah, starting out, the first time we met uh, was, I think, in the Civic Centre during a presentation. It was, at the Great Hall, Bromley Hall, wasn't it? Yep, I know. It was such a fascinating presentation that we went out and talked to each other. I know, we snuck out. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough of such things. Yes, you can also hear us on Channel Radio on Mondays uh, as well. So, yeah, another channel, which also has um, Xenax Mindset Matters... Uh, transmission and podcast, which goes out every Friday at 10.30. Yep. So there's a few bases covered already. Right, what have we got in today's show? I asked rhetorically. We have some content from Sir Bob Neal MP for Bromley and Chislehurst, who was interviewed last week. We also have a bit of content from an interview with Casper Autism Charity and a cafe for that Mm. matter. Uh, As part of what I have to say has been a very good week for us. Um, And as you can tell, we are in the centre of Bromley, hence the fire. Yeah, I mean, the amount of sirens. Not the fire, the sirens. (laughs) That sounded really wrong. I know. I mean, let's face it, we might as well just find a mast, tie me to it and um, leave me there because we've got the sirens all the time. A bit of a classic illusion there for uh, everybody. Sorry I interrupted you, but yes, I thought I'd just, uh, you know, let people know. Now, I was going to do my first buzz first, so to speak, but I think actually... Interviewing an MP is um, not on the same level of the entertainment level you had last night, is it? Well, I don't, well for me it's not. <laughs> for you, I don't know. Go on, fill people in. Because I was, oh, I was there and I love this too. Well, so last night being Monday, we... No, Sunday, sorry, I don't even know what day <laughs> of the week it is. Sunday, Sunday the 6th. Dazzle, the lovely Darren Wheel... Um, gifted me an early birthday present and that was to go to the Bromley Theatre, Churchill Theatre and we went to see Kevin Clifton, the ex-dancer from Strictly and um, as you know we interviewed him on one of the episodes about uh, two, three weeks back so you can go into our um, podcast and listen to that full interview but yes, so my early gift was to go and uh, birthday gift was to go and see uh, Kevin on Burn the Floor and boy oh boy oh boy did he burn the floor with lots of other dancers? It was just amazing. I mean, to, I mean, it was. I think it's what we needed after this lockdown. And the mouth, because he was commentating as well, wasn't he? Talking about current issues, cracking jokes about you know his wife Stacy, um, obviously well, the MP. Girlfriend, let's not drag him down that line. Huh? You said wife. Oh, did I say wife? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> See, he makes me hot. <laughs> no, he, he was absolutely amazing. He's got such a great sense of humour as well. And um, he just shone out there. But he also allowed, not allowed, but he, he, he made sure that his dancers shone as well. It was, yeah, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, you know, as he said, um, well, you'll know on the uh, podcast... The amount of uh, dancers that are on Strictly that have came, come out of Burn the Floor is incredible. Um, and e- even on the show, they had the world's number one dancer, who is, uh, I'm not allowed to say it right, because he said it, so it's 40, she's 41. Mm-hmm. Her name was Victoria, if I'm not mistaken. 
Martin, is it? Victoria Martin. I'm just kind of looking in the magazine, so I don't want to give the wrong name. But she was absolutely incredible as well. She was on well. fire. Yeah. She was on fire, yes. Victoria Martin. Um, and she's um, she was one of the principal dancers, from, and she's from Belfast. I mean, st- stunning. I mean, they, I, I couldn't fault any of them. And the youngest one they had was 21 years old. How beautiful. Yeah, uh, if it comes anywhere near Bromley or you want to travel, go and see that because yeah. it's just such an experience of dance, music, it, uh, song. Um, visually, it was um, pretty well awesome, actually. Yeah, and it's just a great way to immerse into another world. And that's what dancing's all about. I mean, can you imagine for the artistic world how much they have missed the last two years? And it was quite funny, wasn't it, when Kevin said it, because he signed up in just when he left Strictly in 2020. And then the lockdown happened and all the theatres and all of that just suddenly stopped. And he was like, oh, my God. Have, and he's kind of, his mum said, well, you made the wrong career move, obviously. <laughs> you know, because he was going to give up dancing, mm. wasn't he? because he'd lost the passion, but then this brought the passion back from him. He started to find that burning passion again for dance, and then obviously lockdown happened. It was quite, <laughs> it was quite fun hearing him, him talk on stage about a lot of the stuff that he talked about on our podcast. Yeah. And one of the things, he was going through a list of the dancers uh, that had gone on Strictly from there, and it was a long list. And he was writing the list and talked from the notebook when we were speaking to yeah. him. And just to close this particular bit, um, as I'm sure you'll agree, so you can't get enough Kevin Clifton. So oh, I don't want to close it now. No, I'm, going to, I'm going to put in a little clip of Kevin speaking from the okay. podcast right now. Yeah, they're amazing, the, the band as well. Because like, I'm, I'm, so, <laughs> um, I'm sort of co-producing on, on this one as well, because mm. I've been a part of Ben the Floor for, for quite a long time. So I'm throwing a lot of ideas in, but I have this tendency, we were laughing about this yesterday, I have this tendency to sort of like, it, it's all fine, we're all, you know, I'll go home and I'll have to think about it, the show, and then like, we'll get closer to the time and then I start to panic. Wait, we need to do this, and we need to do this, what about this? And, and literally yesterday I sprung something on them, and I was like, I think we need to add this one, this number, into the show. It wasn't in the sort of set list. <laughs> like, <laughs> But by the end of the day, we, we, we put it in. But the band are so brilliant, and the whole team are so brilliant that they've just gone, yeah, we can make that happen. And the mm. band are like, yeah, we can learn that. And, and then I'm saying, like, on, on this bit, I'd quite like to, I'm going to do this, and if I could get like a, a drum to match it or something. And, and they're Amazing. just so adaptable. And mm. just, just they like, yeah, yeah, we can do something like this. And I'm like, exactly, perfect. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's everyone in the team is is. is brilliant to work with and also with costume and stuff that they want to make everyone like they want a certain look for each number but they also want people to feel amazing when they're going out there so it's not a case of like this is a costume put it on and you go oh but i feel fat in this (laughs) (laughs) okay well let's why don't we do something like this and maybe you can wear that and you know they want everyone to go out there feeling a million dollars and then I'm going to return, as I am now, to whatever closing remarks you might like to say about yeah. the experience. And in the end, you know, just being able to, um, after the show, go down and speak to him in person and have a photograph, obviously, with social distancing. Damn the social distancing. Oh, I know. I didn't get that hug or that tango move that I was looking forward to. The rumba, mm. should I say, more like. Yes, you had to pass a rumba. But yes, no, it, uh, you know amazing show would highly recommend if you want a night out of great entertainment laughter immerse yourself in a in a world of dance glitter fire absolutely worth going to see can highly recommend it so thank you to burn the floor and all the artists in there well the churchill is actually quite big in this show this week because right now i'm going to introduce something as we did in the last show that hasn't actually been recorded yet because we're going to hairspray tonight and this is what the audience thought of it i'm here in a bar <laughs> at the churchill theater with people who have been enjoying the produce of the bar absolutely the show hairspray, which you've just seen 100 so yep. audience tell me your first names tell me where you're from and then you can tell me about the show what you thought yeah okay i'll go first so i'm matthew uh, i'm just down the road in chiswest um yeah i thought it was a fantastic show uh 
unfortunately I've only seen the uh, the film version first so this is the first time I've seen it in the theatre um, so obviously my view was a bit skewed but I thought it was fantastic I think it had great songs from the film uh, probably the well they were obviously probably from the theatre then in the film first um, but no I really enjoyed it I loved it I had great fun uh, and always being here in Bromley you're always sort of you know, you can enjoy it as much as you want to. If you want to stand up and dance, you're more than welcome to do that. And in fact, we did. We did at the end. I think we showed everybody how to do it. <laughs> Pretty much. So I'm Faye. I'm from Petswood, and I absolutely loved it. It's one of my favourite films. So obviously, watching it in the theatre is really good. Um, obviously, with the cast that's in it this time, it's, it's really good, and they sort of bring it to life. They've got amazing voices, and the way they acted through the pieces, it was really interesting. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it, as you say. Got up at the end, danced, and it's it's brilliant. So time to have a good fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's been nice. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it as much. I mean, the, it was so bright and colourful. Oh, look, here's my co-host. So that means we can carry on with this scene. Oh my goodness, thing. I'm out of breath though. I can't <laughs> even speak. I want oh, to go you know downstairs. Walking up and downstairs is a bit, a bit breathtaking. It is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Faye from, from Petswood and yep. on terrible names. Matthew. Matthew, who's from Chiselhurst. Yes. Oh, that right. Yeah. Uh, he's just been telling us about her... Uh, cutting a few grooves down there with the thing going on. Absolutely. The crowd was a little bit quiet tonight, so we had to get up and show them what to do, but actually dancing <laughs> to the uh, to the final songs at least, so it was uh, pretty good, but yeah. Is I'll this the first time they've seen it? In theatre, yes. In theatre, Yes, right. yes, yeah, so okay. both love the film. But, uh, yes, great film. Uh, first time in theatre, and we're so lucky to have Bromley here on our doorstep, oh and have this yes. amazing theatre here. Yeah, it's certainly more convenient than London, should we Absolutely. say, and it's a lot cheaper as well. That's <laughs> what I was saying to you, yep. wasn't it, that normally it would be in London, Mm. Um, we've got it here at our Oh, we still dress for London, so we it's do. okay. Yes, Absolutely, hey, we dress Bromley's for London. pretty posh too. <laughs> this is true, this is true. I'll well, tell you the, the remark that uh, Zenat made, which kind of sums up the uh, show for us, I think. Uh, full house ovation, we've said, mm. and we got to the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. Everyone was up on their feet doing exactly they that. Absolutely. They should have been doing that through the last song as well, but uh, we managed to get them on. Yeah, managed to get them on their feet for last. You got the crowd going. That's well, I mean, I think it was the drunk couple that was sort of at the end of our row, but yes. <laughs> no, I'm going to put a little personal thing out. I thought that uh, the Tracy Turn Black main figure was really good. Do you know all of the dancers were really, really good. The, the, the mother, choices. the mother, and the uh, father, yes. Wilbur. What's Wilbur? What's the lady's name? There's Edna in there. Yeah, Wilbur and Edna, Edna. Yes. particularly outstanding, I think. Yeah. Do you know, really like them, and uh, no, I kind of dragged my mum down because Brenda is one of the women on the Loose Women panel, and she yes. played Mel Mouth Babel, and she was brilliant. Her voice is absolutely exceptional, and really played the part really, really well. I found so it was good. I agree. Their voices were incredible. Okay, so this is a thumbs up from our audience tonight. Absolutely, go and see the show if you can. There's tickets left, More I'm sure. Than two, four, six thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever we, can, whatever we can give. Whatever absolutely. thumbs you can put up. <laughs> I think we're going to go upstairs and see if there are any more tickets for, uh, for Friday, I think we said. Yes, go and see how it ends at the end of the week. So, yeah. Our well, podcast right. will be out by then. You can listen to yourself. Oh, awesome. Time. No worries. <laughs> that'll be terrifying. Thank, Thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. Thank Have you very and Damn, I knew I should have got some more hairspray. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, last bit on Churchill for now at least. Uh, yes, myself and Sarah Marsh Collins, the lady of Babel Monkey Digital Marketing, who coined the Bromley Buzz name, stood in for you as my co-presenter last week as we went to the Churchill Theatre and we interviewed uh, the MP for Bromley and Chislehurst, Sir Bob Neill who is very big on the arts, and mm. we spoke to him about all sorts of things. A lot of it actually was about being an MP and his own history as a barrister and in other ways, and the way he's actually supported uh, the arts. And the Churchill Singers were rehearsing in a room downstairs, and that parts of the interview had uh, show songs coming through, particularly from the musical Joseph, and it just added to the whole thing. Um, but anyway, I'd like to introduce a clip from that. This will be going out as a separate full interview. But this clip is when I asked the question, what do you love best about Bromley? I want to ask you well, a couple of other bits um, mm. as well, mm. which I may may not add in, probably not. But, okay, uh, here's one. Yeah. What do you love best about Bromley? Good question. What do I love best about Bromley, I think the balance we've got between being close to London on the one hand and still having lots of open space um, still having um, the feel where you've got good family homes um, decent parkland the ability to get out into the country very easily um, 
a relatively really strong sense of community and of voluntary groups. You know, the number of residents associations we have in our borough, a number of voluntary organisations. Um, you know, we talk about Rotary, talk about small businesses, talk about organisations. Friends of mine are involved in, like Visit Chislehurst and so on. Um, the amount of volunteering uh, and uh, charitable uh, and broader sort of community work that goes on. We talked about the football um, clubs. You know, think about Glebe Football Club in in uh, Old Perry Street. Um, huge amount of youth work that they're doing. Same with Cray Valley Wanderers, just up at Flamingo Park. Um, those things I, I actually give a real sense of community. Pe- people feel, I think, that they l- identify in many cases with, with, with the area they live in, which you don't find in all um, London suburbs, I think, to the same extent. So I think that's a really special thing. There's a lovely business community here as yeah, well, and it's something it that I've been... So both Daz- Darren and I are involved mm-hmm. with Startup Bromley, and uh, I've been trying to encourage the people I've been coaching yeah. to come along to some of the FSB events, because yeah. they're local, they're, they're based locally, mm-hmm. and... We've got the FSB Bromley, and the network within FSB Bromley is actually very, very strong, largely in part to the work that Chandra Sharma's put into it. Yeah, sure. And um, uh, I say to them, you know, if you if you really want to get your LinkedIn profiles working, mm. start networking with the people who are actually in this borough because they will interact with you yeah, because absolutely. we have that sense of community. Yeah, we do, and it's it's really quite marked, I think. And having you know, been a minister and local government, has seen a lot of towns and places around the country over, over the years, well, I've probably on the road quite a bit well, in those two and a half years, you do notice a difference. Um, and I think, I think it's quite special. And you know, the, protecting the nature of the built environment is really important, special too. Well, one of the things I found interesting when we were reviewing uh, Cluedo uh, mm-hmm. here at the Churchill Theatre the other day, and we were doing interviews with people afterwards and uh, what they thought of the show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some of the people had travelled down from Essex. To right, watch yeah, it. yeah. And they were saying, Oh, this isn't the kind of London borough I expected. I expected it to all be high rise and yeah. very urban and uh, frankly unattractive. Mm. And look, it's green spaces, it's lovely old fashioned buildings, and um, really some rather lovely homes. And uh, look at this great theatre. And oh, hang on a minute, the transport links are good here. It was like they were practically thinking, well, I think we're going to move. <laughs> I think you're right. You know, I, I have MP colleagues come down perhaps here you know, to speak at events or something, and someone will say to me, "It's really in London." Yeah. Uh, well, it's London and Kent, isn't it? it? Is, that's yes, the thing. Uh, we've got the best of both, <laughs> and, and that's the bit we've really got to fight hard to keep, isn't it? Loved that answer. Mm. Really did love that answer. So I'm glad to get that into the show. Um, may I ask you, what, mm. what is it that you love about Bromley? Well, I was asked that question by BBC Radio London, they drop, uh, the other week. Uh, the people. The Oddly people. enough. Yeah, because the people are a reflection of a place, and the place is a reflection of the people. Mm. But if you take... Just starting with you as somebody I met in the Civic Centre uh, a while ago, um, Sarah Marsh Collins, who's a Bromley itinerant from Belvedere, yes. uh, Chandra Sharma, uh, the um, now Elm- Elmcroft Business Services, Elmcroft, if I remember yes. correctly, um, and a whole array of other people. You, you take um, the lady I'm going to be getting a bit of Polish into the podcast with from the Polo Deli mm. uh, in the is it in the North Street, so where the cinema is in Bromley? Yeah. Uh, the people in the Rotary Clubs who had us running around as uh, Santas at Christmas. Uh, the seven-year-old girl footballer who we spoke to on the podcast who scored ten goals in her first game. Um, Anita at the Premier uh, Store in Elder Drive in Orpington who does so much for the community. I mean, the list I could go on for a very long time about this stuff. Mm. And I'm not saying that other places don't, don't have, have fantastic it. people either. I just happen to live here and I meet them. Yeah. Uh, and, what, and it's though, uplifting when I think about it. I think it's really important to actually look and value what we have within our own vicinity. Because we often forget, don't we? We take it for granted and not really see what's near us and around us. And we kind of go outside for other you know, entertainment for people, whatever it may be. But sometimes we have to treasure what's near us. And you know what, one of the reasons for this, I think, is that there's a missing question. We don't ask each other what we love about the place we're in. Mm. So I was interviewing earlier on, and this goes out um, separately to this again, uh, people from the Bromley bid, your Bromley. Mm. Uh, Andy, uh, who is a local publican of the Greyhound, asked him the question, uh, 
tell me about a best kept secret in Bromley. Mm -hmm. And that completely threw him, because you don't get asked questions like that for very much. But as soon as we, with Zoe, who was with him from the same organisation, mm -hmm. started to get into it, he suddenly found him talking about a jeweller's or a place mm -hmm. where you can get things repaired mm -hmm. and other bits. When you start thinking in a positive vein about where you're at, suddenly you realise actually there are things to love in it. I mean, it's I just told you matter. about, it is a mindset matter. I mean, I recently told you about the fish and chip place on College Road. From the 1920s. From the 1920s, which we'll be popping down to interview at some point soon. <laughs> you can do the interview, I'm doing the eating. <laughs> you can do the eating, I don't do fish and chips. But I mean, how wonderful is that? Absolutely wonderful. And talking about, you know, what's important here, I mean, for me, like you, have met lots of amazing people, and we are recording from the Newman Flexible Workspace, okay? And believe me, in this last two years, it's kind of saved my, my sanity, because yes, I was working for home, and there was social distancing here, but it was a place for me to come out of my home and come somewhere else to work. And um, the Newman Flexible Workspace, you know, it's absolutely fantastic because it's situated in the north of Bromley, two minutes away, two minutes from uh, Bromley North Station and a stone's throw away from the town centre. You can just crawl into the town centre, <laughs> literally, and there's everything at the doorstep. Now, here they offer newly refurbished flexible workspace with great broadband accessibility close to Bromley south station as well and fantastic bus routes haven't they um they it's luxurious it's tasteful decorated meeting rooms co-working space and immaculate private offices are just some of the highlights of you know bromley's best serviced offices um, they offer flexible terms and fixed um, costs fast mo uh, move in as well and the price is fantastic it's 10 pounds plus fat per day and it includes tea and coffee all that you want with the Wi-Fi um, and they've got a whole range of um, clients here from solicitors cleaning firms web designers it goes on and on and they've got here Sitcup they've got one in Bromley South okay. I know they've got Devonshire House that's in yes. Bromley South um, and they've got one in Sitcup and, and that, that was the one where I'm not sure if they're still there but um, what's that uh, skincare brand um, Neil Dr. Dr. Pawpaw oh, Dr. Pawpaw um, that work from there Yes. So it shows where you can go. That's seriously shifting as a company now. And not only that, can I just say, the people who work here and run oh, the yes. place is what makes it. Mm. Because they are so friendly, they are accommodating in every possible way. And I think that's what makes me come here time and time and time again. Well said. And it's why it's a home of the podcast as well. It is, absolutely. Yeah. Right, anyway, so you've been More buzzing buzzes. about the Newman business. Uh, sorry, flexible workspace. What can I throw what out? What are you going to uh, be buzzing about? I'm going back to the Churchill Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be churched out. <laughs> yeah, but this was a Bromley day out. Uh, myself and my wife had the other day. We went to Taylor's restaurant mm -hmm. um, and had uh, what amounted to a charity lunch because... We'd won it in a Vermillion uh, Cancer um, well, coffee morning, hitherto. I kind of gave you my win. It was I know, my it's win. for getting Jade uh, window cleaning <laughs> to do your guttering, because I won that and then we swapped. I got dirty gutters and a bigger tummy. So great. That really did work out well. Uh, <laughs> but I have to say, there's an image which I thought about using on social, but I'm not doing. I'm just about holding on to not doing this. Oh, go on. But I'll tempt you later. Clayton, the, the guy there, um, was having his lunch as well. And there he is, sitting with his four-steak portion at his lunch. Mm. So much so that myself and a lady from our local dentist who happened to be in there as well both took <laughs> pictures of his lunch in Taylor's. And you're having this lovely fine dining next yeah. to him. <laughs> and he's got this sort of huge meaty mound going mm. on. Yeah. To be fair, really nice lunch. Garlic butter absolutely going everywhere on that. Mm. Which, um, you know, can you have too much garlic butter? I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, and. We went on to Grace Forsey, as mentioned earlier on. Depends who you're kissing. Sorry, a bit of a late response, but depends yes. who you're kissing. What, the garlic butter? Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully somebody who's had the same thing, to be fair. <laughs> otherwise, it's, 
Anyway, yes. We, Moving on. What strolled, else did you see? We strolled around the beach, we had a cup of coffee and Giardino's. Um, bought my wife a bit of perfume. Yes, this does happen once in a blue moon, as for husbands. From uh, Rituals, which I really enjoyed Rituals. That's in That's the bottom floor of the Glades. Mm. And something that's outstanding there, which I haven't put on the social media yet, they have this big uh, ceramic sink. So you and, didn't try and, and put it in your towels. big duffel bag? <clears throat> no, um, my shoplifting days are over. In fact, it never started. <laughs> um, but it means that there's all these products here for skin, hair, and the whatever Candles, other bits of body you can think of. Incense. Yeah, mm. uh, but you can try them, and then of course you can wash it off and leave the place as you went in, which is rather a nice thing. And we went to the Artful Duke before and after. The Artful Duke pub, which is very nice, actually. I do like it in there. Um, when I say we, this includes you, because at that point, uh, you came along, because we went to see Cluedo at the Churchill Theatre, and that got reviewed in the last episode with some uh, audience members as well, who all loved the thing. Mm -hmm. It's finished now, and the next one's hairspray for the next week. But, yeah, it's um, a really nice day. Look, people, you can have a great day in Bromley. Look around. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't make it, though... To the bubble tea stand I told you about. I'm going to have to take you there. Because I know you're a real fan of bubble tea. I have to say I'm fascinated by bubble tea. Fan might be a, a different meaning. Well, hang on a minute. You went all the way up north. No, up south. Bristol. Oh, south. Yeah. Or west. South and west. Oh, I, I'm really good at my geography. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about the world. I'll know it. Ask me about England maps. I don't know it. I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, but, but the bubble tea place, uh, I think went past it, but didn't have any. Uh, and uh, yes, it, it's a, a strange, a strange drink. It's like got, um, if you have the pearls, I think they're called. Mm. Uh, they're like giant tapioca lurking around in the bottom of the drink that come up with straw when you're having it. It's, um, yeah. It's, it's a bit like caviar, tea, isn't it? I've not had uh, bubble tea before. If you taste it a fish, I'm definitely not having it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also the UT uh, again in the yes. street as well, which we're going to give a little try out to. We might go today in our breaks in between. Well, interesting. I'm going to get my hair cut as well, and hopefully not have it raised to the ground like the last one I had in Orkington. Don't get it cut. We can go and get some hairspray for tonight. <laughs> Very good. Right, have you got another bunch of I do. Apart from the Cluedo, that was great last week. Uh, again, because I, um, along with your lovely wife, Jackie, I, we guessed who the murderer was. And I'm not going to tell, tell him in case it's playing somewhere else. Oh, it is. So I don't want to say. So my other buzz, really, really simple, very personal to me. My mum returned on Friday, last Friday, um, after sort of almost not seen her for two years. So she's back here for a while. don't know how long, hopefully a lot longer. She's definitely staying for my birthday, which is on the 15th of February. Mm, no, so it's lovely to have her back and just you know what was the nicest thing Dazzle mm. was the hug I didn't want to stop hugging her oh. well you thought you should peel yourself off now otherwise you'd still be attached to you I would yes maybe we should ask her what she loves about Bromley when she's here mm. you know it's funny actually I had a conversation with her um, yesterday and I, I was asking her about her you know where do you feel home is Mm. because she spends a lot of time between here and Dubai and lots of people have asked me that as well where's your home because I grew up in Dubai from the age of 4 to 18 then I came back to the UK to study then I went back to Dubai and then I was skating so I haven't really been based anywhere but then again I was based in Spain for seven years it's a really hard question mm. but I think home is where the heart is well the home was near Kevin Clifton last night <laughs> Right, moving on to another buzz. Uh, my last one that actually I'm going to throw in, which was that uh, I saw down the parade in Orpington, the bottom end of the high street, uh, yet another post topper. I've been banging on about these in uh, episodes mm, up until now. Yeah. The crocheted things which people are putting on top of um, post boxes, the old round ones. I'm now getting to the stage where I've seen so many, I'm disappointed if I don't see one. But this one had a little label on it, which led me to my favourite Facebook page. I have to say, it is my favourite one. So if you look up uh, Random Acts of Crochet Kindness uh, on Facebook and uh, hashtag Random Acts of Crochet Kindness, you will find it. Uh, you will also find that particular post topper, which is Mount Covered with Burgers, Fried Egg and um, 
uh, hot dog near our chippy, I might add. Um, pictures of that on the Bromley Buzz Instagram. It's just so so much fun. It's brilliant. So does that mean, because you're so into your crochet at the moment, does that mean um, some of us may be getting some crochet gifts this Christmas? I wouldn't rule it out. But you need to naturally make them. Uh, no, I don't necessarily want to get into it. It's one of those things I like to admire. <laughs> it's like all the crocheters who might be listening to this who are probably saying, no, we don't want to run a podcast. <laughs> right, any more buzzes if before all, we go on? Yes, but no, I just want to talk about crochet. If anyone's out mm. there and they would like to crochet us a bee for a Bromley buzz, that would be lovely. That would be lovely. And by, by the way, back to, and I'm about to ask you for your weekly affirmation or empowering mm. question as a, a mental health and wellbeing coach. Mm. But crochet is one of the means by which you can find peace and contentment. Absolutely. Uh, that people who do it, quite apart from doing random acts of crochet kindness, mm. I mean, one of the things I saw, this was, I thought it was in Louisiana in the States, I mean, there's 140,000 people on this Facebook page. Wow. Which is pretty damn impressive. Um, yeah, Louisiana in the States, somebody had crocheted uh, a worm. And I, th- it's, I can't remember the precise title, it was like Wisdom Worm, Worry Worm, Worry Worm. Worry Worm. Yeah, you, you pick, you, they, they kind of dropped in the street with a little note saying, if you're worried, um, have this little cheerful looking fellow with you and cheer yourself up. Uh, and I would love to find a Worry Worm in Orpington. Aww. They're lovely. They are, because um, worms... Well, worms, caterpillars, I don't know. Mm, Okay, don't worry. That's my kind of weird thoughts going in my head. I'll speak no more. Let's (laughs) move on. (laughs) I'll tell you you what, the the whole thing of random acts of crochet kindness, it kind of reminds me why humanity's worth having. So Mm -hmm. well done there. Right, what would you like to empower or affirm with us this week, Z? So this week it is, I want you to think about who are you truly? And how do you show up? So thinking about who are you truly, what's, again, how do you want to be seen? How do you want to show up day to day in your life? I have a simple answer for now. In the moment, I podcast, therefore I am. (laughs) Nice. Mm. Right, okay. News, we have news. Uh, we have something which is quite a long piece, so I'm going to summarise this. Uh, we were driving down, my wife and I, uh, in, into Biggin Hill at the weekend. And we went past an uh, ice cream van, a blue one, uh, which is Shirley's Super Whip, which is an amusing title for any ice cream van, it has to be said. But my wife then said, oh yes, um, Shirley, um, I've seen on social media, probably all people can gossip know her, about the fact that a woman called Shirley who had these vans had passed away recently. And people in the community were really, really fond of her. And she got, gave away things to children, liked to chat with them, all this sort of thing. And a lot of people were very sad when she passed away. Um, something mm. it says, she's got a page up, or people she knows, family, have got a page up. GoFundMe.com, uh, a memorial bench for Shirley Ice Cream. And she's got a Facebook page, similar thing. So look up Shirley's Ice Cream on there uh, and the fundraiser. Uh, the fundraiser is for a, a park bench, in her honour, so a little name tag on it. And at the time when I went on to the fundraiser thing and chipped in a tiny bit of money anonymously as well, which is less than anonymous now because I've just mentioned it, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, £1,750 out of the 2000 sorry, 1800 it was seeking to raise for it. Any surplus goes to St Christopher's Hospice, it says. Um, but part of the um, message that they send out goes, I can't think of her not being here, sharing our stories with her for hours while the children played in the park. The children would say they loved the free bubble gum and she would have a line <laughs> 10 feet long after school, but she loved it and loved seeing all the children uh, grow up. I know her children will do a fantastic job keeping her memory alive and will keep us topped up with Shirley's Whip and Lemon Ice, but we thought we'd give something back. So they've done the memorial bench thing. And again on that Facebook page you get this thing of, a horse-drawn hearse um, taking the coffin down, presumably being Hill High Street, mm. uh, with two blue ice cream vans following up in the rear. Uh, so, um, yeah, thank you for being part of the community, Shirley, and for the people commemorating her. And uh, uh, final bit on that, by the way, Levi's Ices, um, a competitor, uh, comment on the Facebook page went, 
She deserved everything. Wasn't that nice of them? Huh. Okay. That is nice. Would you like to throw in the next item, which is a bit rubbish, I'm afraid, from the news shopper? Yeah. Um, so, on the news shopper, a wall of shame for flight tippers could be coming to Bromley, where almost no one is fined for dumping rubbish. It's already my skin is starting to boil. <laughs> Councillors hatched the plan after it was revealed only one person had been prosecuted for the crime in the first three quarters of 2021 to 22. Shocking. Mm. This comes despite waste from Viola, uh, Violia dealing with 2,157 flight tipping incidents during that period. Just nine fixed penalty notices along with 44 warning letters and 23 formal notices had been issued in that time. While councillors were impressed to see a, a drop in fly tipping from last year, they were left exploring options of how to bring the number down even further. Well, thinking about fly tipping, I mean, I'm getting really... Sorry, I've got... This is going to make me go on a tangent. Um, <laughs> no longer tangent offices, Elmcroft. Um, but it's going to be shining even more. Mm. Uh, so the fly tipping is people dumping and throwing their masks on the streets. Oh, yeah. The amount of masks that I see on the floor. Yeah. So that's adding to all the rubbish that we already have. Told you it's a rubbish topic. Yeah. Well, hang on. This is supposed to be the buzzing, the buzz. Well, I'll tell, you buzz. What, I'll tell you what will make me buzz. I'm not of the Hangham, Fodham and Whipham Brigade of um, Criminal Justice. Mm. Uh, however, you know the old town stocks and village stocks that people yeah. used to have? So you'd get um, trapped into or bound into uh, a wooden frame, and then people would throw stuff at you. Mm. Wouldn't it be nice if some of the flytipping stuff got thrown at the people who dropped it? Admittedly, mm. you would need the six, um, the six strongest man in Kent, who I met at the Lift Each Other gym recently, mm. to lift up a whole washing machine and throw it at the person in the stock. <laughs> Um, and that might be considered slightly over the top as a punishment, but some of the more um, pongy soft stuff Coming their way wouldn't be a bad thing. Right, let's no. run, Shall we move run, on? Run, over. Let's move on, yes, because we want to keep it happy and jolly. So, Spotted on Social, what's happening on Spotted on Social? Uh, well, I found something on kentsportsnews.com. This was a while ago, we talked about Craig Wanderers and uh, their parting ways with their manager. Uh, but apparently, Craig Wanderers, our local aged football club, uh, had a good result uh, at the weekend. Um, Craig Wanderers moved out of the bottom three, says KentSportsNews.com Colin Head, hmm. with a stylish 3-0 win, not just a win, but a stylish win, over Merstam at Hayes Lane on Saturday afternoon, thanks to first-half goals from Chris Dixon and Kyle Reid, plus a second-half header from Ethan Kayser. So, well done, Craig Wanderers. Oh, do you know what? I've just spotted something on Twitter. This might be for you and Sarah. Star Trek Fleet Command... Um, Get your Star Trek Daily Dose. Download the Star Trek Fleet Command today. It looks pretty cool. Games. Mm, that sounds good. I'm with the Destination Star Trek this year. I love that. So you're spot on. Yeah. Right, what else have I got? Um, yeah, Instagram, uh, the Bromley Buzz. Um, Nanny Smith's Deli, Farnborough Village. Uh, well, I went to the, the Nanny Smith's Deli in Farnborough Village, which mm. I've been wanting to for ages this weekend, and bought some very tasty stuff. Uh, so it's a so much stuff in a t small um, deli space. It's not very mm. big in there, um, but there was a coronation chicken sandwich being had. There was a range of uh, jams and preserves, which um, I'm going to have to read that one out next week when I look up the name again. But they were made in West Wickham, which is really rather cool. And they've got all sorts of uh, things in there. So go and take a look at Nanny Smith's Deli if you get the chance. Uh, talking of chances. I it showed outstanding organisation last week. I forgot I had a meeting. I was meant to be going up to the Casper oh Cafe, the autism charity, uh, and promptly forgot. But such are the powers of modern technology, I still managed to speak to the people I was meaning to speak to, more or less at the right time. Then we went on to Zoom instead. Okay. And uh, I think that this is actually an important charity, so I'd just like to introduce that clip now. I'm with um, people from Casper in Bromley. Uh, people from Casper in Bromley, can you tell us who you are, what Casper is, and um, who it's for, what it does, please. Hi, my name's Helen Dyer, and I'm the proud Chief Executive of Casper. 
Um, Casper was set up by a group of parents in around 2004 um, as, um, uh, as a charity to serve the needs of autistic children and young people. They felt um, that there wasn't anywhere appropriate for their children to go and socialise, so they were kind of clinging on in school perhaps, um, just about coping in the family, but absolutely isolated in terms of socially. Um, and uh, so they had a group. When I arrived as a drama tutor um, in 2004, um, there was a group of about 10 families, and the parents would sit upstairs in the church hall, and the young people would be downstairs with a lovely volunteer called Bernie, kind of giving them sweets and trying to get them to chat to each other, which is no you know, easy feat, as you can imagine. Um, it, it's all good enough being a teenager, but obviously bring autism into the mix, and uh, yeah, we, uh, it's a bit more difficult. Um, so I came along as a drama tutor and started working with the group, and before that, I hadn't really met anyone that I knew was autistic, um, so we're talking nearly 20 years ago, um, and I just couldn't believe the amount of pain in the group. I couldn't believe they were so close to being mainstream, these young people, intelligent, um, perceptive, funny, um, talented, um, and I just couldn't believe how much bullying they were subjected to, how difficult life was for them. And I just thought, you know what, I know I can help. I know I can make their life better. Um, so we set about creating a full-on full-scale show, uh, which was called something like Hidden Rakes and Flying Dragons. Um, and it was a ninja, brilliant musical. They wrote it, uh, we performed it. I pulled out my kind of my, some of my theatre contacts. Um, we full-on lights and stage and everything, and they did this show. So that was about probably six months' worth of work. And a few more families had joined. And at the performance, the trustees, um, which were the, parents, the original parents, said to me, Helen, will you come on board and do for Casper what you've done for the drama? Um, motivate, you know, organise. And so I did. So I came on board as project manager. And we have grown ever since then. And um, we now have over 700 families accessing our services um, on a monthly basis. Um, so that's about 550 individuals um, who are aged from... Yeah. <laughs> all the way up to I think our oldest member is now 58 so yeah um, and that is just in the London Borough of Bromley 98% I would say of our uh, families are Bromley families so um, there is a huge huge need for it and sadly we've just had to close our waiting list because we have over 120 people on the waiting lists for our services and that's obviously a, a, in addition to the ones who are actually accessing services so what we do is we provide like inspirational um, activities we have social clubs for every age group we have a parent toddler group or two of them actually mm -hmm. going on right now at the phoenix center in Bromley. Um, we run um, holiday activities we run residentials each year uh, we have an LGBTQ plus group called Casper Prism. We have just recently launched a late diagnosis group. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, we obviously took everything on Zoom during lockdowns and actually we've kept that kind of um, mixed approach to face-to-face -to -face and Zoom yeah. because it works yeah, really well. It does. Do you want to just say about the parents group and those kind of things? So. Yeah, so um, we, we have a drop-in session every Wednesday at the cafe because we have the Casper Cafe, of course, as well, which has become a really good spot, actually, for um, for lots of our groups to meet as well, especially our 18-plus during the day. Um, yeah, so the parent drop-in session is every Wednesday as well where parents can just drop by and have a chat and a cup of coffee and talk to other parents as well and just sort of feel like they're not alone um, and we have one on Zoom as well I think every other Tuesday in the evening so they can talk on Zoom as well um, they all go on family walks together as well once a month on a Sunday a nice sort of morning family walk with the dogs and the kids and um, and again they can just enjoy each other's company um, I think with Casper it's just always nice to know that um, you're not alone and I think that's and that goes for the members as well you know you're not the only one that's feeling like this and to have friends and um, that social aspect as well for the parents and, and the kids and the young adults as well. It's a community, that's mm. what we do. So we've created a community and that, you know, from the youngest to the oldest, doesn't matter who you are, you are part of that Casper community. And as I am testament to, once you're in, you're in forever. Yeah. Um, our blood runs green, Casper green. Um, yeah, we also had a parent, uh, we have a, an LGBTQ plus parent Zoom as well, which yes. uh, happens once a month. Um, so what we try to do is we just try to respond to the 
need um, of our members. Mm -hmm. And when we notice something happening in the autistic community, we provide. Yes. That's what we do. Um, so we also have a Discord server called Casper Connects, which was built on the Discord server. And we have um, five autistic adults who have built the server, who run it, who, mod who moderate, um, which is like a social brokerage project. So there's about 50 odd people on there. Yeah. Um, and they have different threads of conversation. Um, any way we can address disgusting, despicable statistics <laughs> around autistic people in this country, which include a 16% reduced life expectancy, only around 16% uh, actually similar, um, uh, uh, people with autism in, in the UK are in paid employment, mm -hmm. uh, which is unbelievable considering the strengths of you know many many of them so intelligent there's absolutely no other reason for it other than other people's misunderstanding yep. and lack of time and tolerance um and over 70 percent of people with autism are also estimated to have uh, which i think is a wild underestimation um mental health difficulties because of their mostly due to the social isolation that they experience yeah. of being misunderstood and living in a world which was not built for your neurotype um so yeah, so you know everything we do is fun. Everything we do is lively and beautiful and brilliant and, like I say, aspirational. From the volunteering group downstairs, the fundraising group, mm -hmm. you know, the older young people um, do lots of things in the community, work in the cafe, etc. Um, but actually, uh, everything underneath it is really serious. Yeah, and and we're addressing some really serious social issues. Um, yeah, so. We, we are, that's Casper, really. <laughs> I know. I, I think as well, um, Casper, for anyone that doesn't know, um, it stands for Children on the Autistic Spectrum Parents Association, and that's why we're called Casper. Yeah, that's the original. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but obviously now that has grown, and um, we're not just for the parents, we are for, and like we said, from children from age yeah. not even one yet, all the way up to adults, so it goes all the way through. Yeah. It's a lifelong intervention, yeah, mm -hmm. and a community which everybody is really, really proud and you know happy to be part of. And testament to that, um, which I cannot not mention, is that last year we were nominated for a national diversity award, um, and out of fifty thousand nominations, we were shortlisted onto a shortlist of eight in the community organisation disability category. So this Friday, myself and three of my other colleagues are going up to Liverpool to the Liverpool. Um, Anglican Cathedral to the um, ceremony, the award ceremony, and if, when, we win, uh, that would be a huge, huge testimony to the power of Casper and the effect we have on people's lives. So once you get nominated, people then have to vote for you, and we had hundreds of votes, and reading the votes just had me in tears. Yeah. I mean, the impact of the work that we do is phenomenal. Yeah. It changes lives, and the amount of time we've heard young people say to us, Casper is the only place where I can be myself. It's just, it's incredible, you know? It's just the most wonderful thing to get up every day and do, isn't it? Definitely. Wow, that was an awful lot of information in a very short time, and I think Bromley should be proud of having Casper in it, actually. Oh, um, thank you. I think, I think we generally, I think Bromley is proud. We are good partners to the local authority, and I think there are many people within Bromley that do feel proud to be part of Casper. Definitely. Yeah. Right then, um, could you tell me what the website link is, more or less, uh, and yes. which social it's media you're on? Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're, yeah, our website is www.casperbromley.org.uk. We are over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube. I think I've named them all. All of them, basically. You can find us at Casper Online. Yes, and although I don't think you're currently doing it, but you have got a podcast as well where you can listen to some episodes about uh, what you do uh, on top of that. Yeah we've, had, yeah, we've had some lovely Casper members on there as well talking very honestly about their life and, um, and you know, their life with Casper as well. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're over on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts, I think. Um, so, yeah. Right, in which case, I'd like to close on inviting the Bromley Buzz <laughs> to you to record a special episode this spring. Uh, you up for that? Absolutely, yeah.
lovely. I can't wait to meet you in person because this is all on Zoom. We're not only quite this robotic. Uh, and uh, the people that you work with, you work for, and people that are part of that community that gets you up in the morning. Thank you very much. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you, Casper. Right, uh, on to what's on. What's on, yes. Um, one of the things I wanted to say, mention was that um, tomorrow, um, unfortunately, there are no more tickets because they were completely sold out. And tomorrow would have gone by the time we... <laughs> and then tomorrow would have been gone, uh, actually. Yes, I don't think about these things because I'm so used to being live on my radio show. And you keep telling people to be in the moment. So that's and be fair. in the moment, there yeah. we go. Um, every breath... Uh, lung cancer support is ha um, will, will have had their quiz night to um, get money for um, the, the support group that mm. they have for these people um, and the family members and people who are going through it. So I'm sure we'll be reporting on our next buzz all about it. But right now, in the moment, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow, going to it tomorrow. Yes, and I'll be there as well. So the, the buzz will be there in almost in full, actually. Right. Uh, on, and on the What's On side, we have uh, an author event at Chislehurst Library. Come and meet author Penny Trimes. This is for children aged 8 to 12 years on the 18th of February. To book your free place, contact the library on 0208 467 Right. Is there anything else we've overlooked before we start yes, doing interesting songs? Yes, I just wanted songs? to um, mention that... 15th of February, Life in Bromley will be making its way to people's homes and places. The magazine. The yeah. magazine, yes, um, on the 15th of February. The so look out. issue. Yep, they're very, very first, so look out for it. It's going to be amazing. Um, I know that Loretta well, will be out it. there. Yes, we are in it, <laughs> uh, out there delivering the magazine. So 15th of February, she'll be in Bromley. So do look out for it. And if you would like to advertise in there and get your businesses in there, if you've got anything amazing to share, which I'm sure you all do in the London Borough of Bromley, uh, please do reach out to Loretta Wright of yes, Life yeah. in Bromley. Yeah, in fact, um, even if it's not amazing and it's only slightly interesting or downright boring, but people need to use it, you can still get in touch with her. <laughs> and, and one of the things about her actually can she can do a good editorial job of jazzing it up anyway i'd like to close the show uh with one of the most controversial because people um, got a bit bored of it uh, songs uh, from the last few years because this is in honor of the late shirley richards aka shirley ice cream what better song to finish with uh buzzed in however dreadful a fashion that we might manage uh, well i don't know uh i I had heard this song so much when I was in full-time teaching, I think it's actually a nightmare for me, but I will give it a go. Right, well, partly sung or partly buzzed or whatever we're going to do, uh, here is some of Let It Go from Frozen in honour of Shirley. Here we go. Don't let them in, don't let them see. Be a good girl, you always have to be. Let it go, let it go. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. The, the cold, cold never, never bothered, bothered me, me anyway. anyway. I'm sorry, I've just had a quick tweet in from the listeners. They say, don't give up the day job. <laughs> well, it's not as bad as some children said, Miss Narani, you're dreadful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this is the Bromley Buzz bidding you adios. And farewell. Farewell from? Newman Flexible Workspace. And Darren Wheel of Intune PR and Zenat Narani off. Vida Vela Mariposa coaching. Thank you. Zzz.